A very good morning to you, Christy Bodge for Harvey Norman, Port Macquarie. Happy Monday, 6.03. Morning, Christy. Happy Monday. It's like, no, it's Monday again already. Oh, no. Don't, why are you so... No, it's no, a great day. I, no, because I had a good weekend. I went out camping for the entire weekend, got home pretty late yesterday, and it's like, mm. oh... Got to do this all over again. Yeah, and I understand there was some dramas there as well that we'll have to talk about next. Uh, yeah, camping etiquette and us trying to support locals when in turn we didn't spend any cash just based on the terrible experience we had. You know when you go to an area, you want yeah. to spend some money, you yeah. want to support the local area? We yeah. went somewhere far northwest, of course. Um, yeah, we went to drop some cash a couple of places in this little township to right. help them out. Nah, rude as all hell, so we didn't spend oh, a dear. cent. Well... Sometimes that happens and they miss out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I re- I've reached a relationship milestone that I'm, I'm quite happy to get stuck into as well. Also, Little Bits returns, which I'm also very, very excited about. I'm the excited big... for your uh, your milestone and yeah. your girlfriend. What's next? Is it the next little uh, progress that you normally do? Well, it's, you, a, you... it's, it's, it's a thing that I think most people may not consider but should consider a milestone. Right. So I'll be listening for that. Also, after 8 o'clock, we're going to chat with... Um, with Steve Pierce, he's the CEO of Life Surf, uh, Surf Life Saving New South Wales. After the uh, the shark attack yeah. over the weekend in Port Macquarie, that was incredible. Couldn't believe it. I was like Shelley Beach. I know. Holy dolly! When you hear of areas uh, not far from here where there's been shark attacks, you don't think anything until it's on your I was meant to doorstep. Be, I was meant to be there. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah. Incredible, isn't it? The Hit Breakfast Show with Christian Budge. We went bush on the weekend. Yeah, I know. You, I understand you had some dramas, mate. You, um, a little camping etiquette is something that we're all going to learn about. I'm not a good camper, as you know. And I you don't... refuse to go camping yeah. because you have bad omens follow you when it comes to camping between trees falling down right near you or something going wrong. And, and normally nothing goes wrong with our, our camping trips. But um, look, all in all, it was a good, good trip. However, we're... It was an instance where, you know, where you go to a place and they've already, uh, you had to book your campsites and some places that you go to, you don't know what they look like prior to going there. So you just book a number of campsites and when you rock up, you just go there. So they have number one, number two, number three, number four throughout the entire campsite. Like, like lots that you well, sort of go yeah, to. When you yeah. go to a camping um, spot. You, now, the, you are know they separated? You, yeah, they're divided by little bush and rocks. Right. So each campsite. So we were taking up four of them. And uh, when we got there, there was uh, another couple further up in one of those little vintage vans just sitting there. And I felt rude, actually, that we rocked up and ruined their little peace and quiet. It's like, here comes the big group of people with a dog and a kid and and some rowdy adults. Um, And anyway, so our camp, mine and Michael's, was number one. And we're at the very end of the campsite. So we were surrounded by bush. I can picture that. no one needed to go up to our end of our camp. We're well and truly away from everybody else, which was great. Secluded little spot. Now, is that how you planned it? Is that what you wanted? Well, no, because we didn't know what the campsite looked like right, prior to booking okay. it. So um, it just ended up that way, which was great. So we're like, yes, cool. We're away from everybody. We can run amok. Michael realized that there was a little bush walkway. Uh, it was very small. If you'd been there before, you might have known about it. If you'd camped on our campsite, you might have known about it. And for that couple that was up near us, yeah. because it was empty lots before we got there, they might have went exploring and had seen it sitting there before. Right. If you hadn't gone to our campsite, you wouldn't have known because it's very, very tucked away. So a little bush 
bush walkway to go down to this little private sure, um, yeah. beach rock area on the river. And um, so Michael goes, right, you know what we're going to do? If anyone knows about this spot, if we just park where you're normally meant to be, there's still a little bit of access for people to walk around our campsite to get there. But if we put our gazebo straight across the walkway, it'll stop people from walking through our camp. And it's a little bit of etiquette when it comes to your campsite. So if you go to a proper designated area, like a a big four holiday park or something, they normally have concrete walkways that take you down to the the beach access road, right? So you might have a couple of campsites that um, straddle either side of this concrete walkway. And that's so that you don't walk across people's area, That's so you don't walk across people's area. Whereas this, this wasn't a designated walkway at all. Someone had created it by walking across it so many times. So in order to stop them from walking there, we thought, well, we'll just cover our campsite. No one's going to do it. Now, so this wasn't, from what I'm gathering, this wasn't to be rude to people, so no. it was your own secret walkway. This was because that walkway wasn't sort of... That, that it wasn't was meant that, to that's be sort there. sort of like a man-made one. Well, was, everything's man-made, I guess, but it, it wasn't meant to be there really and people have got to kind of traverse your little spot. Exactly. So to ensure that they definitely weren't going to walk over our campsite was to put something across it. And you know what? It didn't stop people. There were rude people out there that decided that, you know what? I'm just going to walk, like, literally scrub up against your, your campsite right. to get past. So I thought with camping that, you know, it's kind of like a cult. Everyone sort of gets it on with everyone. <laughs> they all eat each other's food, you know, um, everything. You do everything together. All the sort of normal social sort of um, boundaries go out the window. It, you, everybody's mate. Look, it is, is very much like that, and you can uh, ask people to come over and enjoy the, the campfire with you, um, share a few bevies together. However, when it's the middle of the night and you're trying to sleep and you've got a little bit of ruckus going on and you realise it's not the wildlife and it's just a hippie couple walking past, you're not too grateful of that. So, so they're not they're not quiet about it. they do it in the middle of a night. Why would oh, you do it in the middle of a night? I don't know. People get up to weird nooky stuff, don't they? I, sorry, you don't. <laughs> you don't. I can see you, and I can see it being something that you would do when you're out camping. Yeah, but in the middle of the bushes, and you make well, a I ruckus on the way to get there. I don't know. There's a you there's sound like camping. A, you sound like a boomer. If no, I'm honest with you, no. There's camping etiquette, and when there's someone literally parked across the walkway, don't just walk over their campsite to get there. Just go find another little hidey hole. Well, there we go. We've learned some camping etiquette today, folks. It's quarter past six. Coming up, also this hour, we've got uh, little bits. Uh, there are three little pieces of audio, and you've got to try and guess uh, where the audio comes from. Also, after eight o'clock. Uh, be listening in. We'll be talking to the CEO of uh, uh, Surf Lifesaving uh, New South Wales to talk about the shark attack over the weekend in Port Macquarie. Now, Christy, has this ruined your, you know, your your verve, your your uh, your nature for wanting to go out to nature? Are you still going to go out camping, or has this ruined you forever? <laughs> no, I'm not as lame as you. Okay, I will keep no. going. <laughs> With Christy and Budge. The Mid-North Coast's here. Christy, I reached, um, in fact, we reached, not you, but Alicia and I reached a relationship milestone on the weekend. And um, I don't think it's one that people recognise as what, as an official milestone, but I think they should. Right, because I'm thinking, well, you've done the whole L word. You've moved we did in the together. L word, yeah, yeah. What's next? Um, you've, you've bought furniture together, so you, you're starting to share cash so the only thing that could be really next would be being buying a car together well, or, there's a couple or of maybe on looking the to put a deposit on a block of land or on a house. You know when sometimes you accidentally skip steps? 
Oh, these things happen, yeah. These things happen. We skipped a step. Hang and on. I, we did didn't you, hang on, it. did you drop to one knee on huh? the weekend? Did you drop to one knee on the weekend? You skipped a step. No, no, no. I mean, in the past. Oh. We skipped the past. No, jeepers. No. God, no. <laughs> well, you said milestone. Here no, I am thinking no, it's no, going to no, be something no, huge. No, no. Although it could be just as big as a proposal, right? Right. We made our first cob loaf. Sorry, what you think cob loaf is a milestone? It's a, it's a milestone. You know, cob loaf is just an ordinary party ingredient that you just take along with you. Ordinary party <laughs> no, sorry. ingredient. <laughs> As in, it's it's an easy task to do, either on your own or together as a couple. No. And it's the no, no. the best it's, it's, party it's, ingredient to take. Okay. Well, you, see, this is where you're backpedaling already, right? <laughs> a good cob loaf, all right? A good cob loaf takes a lot of heart. Yeah. Takes, you've got to put some of your soul into it as well. Yeah. And we were two souls working as one, Christy. Two I feel souls like too working many, as one to too make. Too many cooks in the kitchen. No, not at all. When it not comes to cob loaf, you, no, 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 it's no, better no. being one master. No, because we, we were helping each other out. We, we're not like you and Michael. We help each other out in the kitchen. No, we, you got that wrong. Michael and I are a team in the kitchen. No, but when it comes I've, to cob no, loaf, I've, it's I've, much better having one person doing it. I've seen the pair of you cook before. It's It's not pretty. Um, in Friday. fact, the only time the only time it goes well is when it's something frozen and it's just chucked in a thing. Now you're anyway. just trying to like rag yeah. on my. No, I'm just trying to get truth. back to the yeah. story. That we'll continue with your that. story. Right, okay, yeah. so we made the cob loaf and um, we went slightly against the recipe. And we thought, are we ready to do this? This is our first one. We shouldn't be going against the the recipe. And I said, look, if we're going to go against it, we need someone's approval and luckily we've got a friend here at the station ashley oh, who jumps on air from time to time she's the cobloaf queen she is the cobloaf queen and i asked her opinion on it and she said don't put spinach in it put bacon in it and i said no 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 we're putting we've got to put spinach in it we've got this frozen spinach as well oh the so, worst no no no, no. you don't ruin no. a cobloaf with frozen spinach no you, this is where you, the, the people don't understand all right we we're walking around the grocery aisle and it, like a Ouija board, you know when like the spirits guide you to the letters to give you the message? Yeah. We were guided to the different ingredients like the spirits were doing it and we're like, oh my God, are we putting this in the trolley? Is this going in the cob? Holy crap. And then we get home, we put it together, mind blown. It was incredible. Is that your first cob loaf? It was our first cob. Your, you, we as were, in your, we were the, cob virgins. As a couple, the first cob loaf, but have you ever made a never, cob loaf? Never in my wow. life. Wow. Never in my life. So um, I, I was, I felt quite vulnerable, obviously, and we both felt like it was kind of a special thing because it was both our first times and it's, just, <laughs> it's one of those things when you're in a relationship, it should be an, uh, an official relationship milestone, your first ever cob loaf. It did you a, take it, it to the party? Thing. Did you take it to a party or did you actually save no, it for we, yourself? No, we, we sat on the couch like a couple <laughs> of fatties and just smashed it for dinner. The Hit Breakfast Show. Get that fun feeling in the morning with Christian Budge. The Mid-North Coast's Hit. It is time for a game of Little Bits. That's right. Now, Christy, you um, know how this game works. For those that haven't played before, I've got three pieces of audio for Christy to listen to. And her job is to try, just to try. You don't have to get it right. You just got to try and guess the. Hang on, sorry. Hang on. It's not little bits today. 
What is it? Oh, my God. You know, I've been selling this all morning going, we're going to play little bits. It, I've got the censorship game ready to go. <laughs> you don't even know your own I game. I don't even know we can what play date is. We can play little bits. We could, but no. Let's I'm, do it. <laughs> nah. All right. Censorship game, is it? Professionalism's just gone out the window for me this morning. <laughs> right. Sorry about that. No, well, it's, it's still an audio-related game. So this one's actually, this is probably more fun. So the censorship game, mm. jeepers. The censorship game goes like this. <laughs> I've got to guess what the censored word is. Yeah, and there's can, a word that's beeped Is out. it just one word? Uh, well, yes and no. That's a no. That's a straight no. Sometimes it's so quick that it's two or three yeah, okay. words, right? right? Okay, so you, you'll know, you'll know, but you just got to guess, all right? So yep. here we go. <clears throat> guess what you're trying to do. Oh, is it kiss me and your magic and your... Something, something, something. What? No, isn't it... Does it say kiss me? Doesn't he say kiss me? No. Can you play it again? You go through the audio, don't you? What? I reckon you go through the audio. What do you mean, that's the okay. audio? No, no, that's okay. That's not what he says. It's not what he says. I'll yeah, he goes a... kiss me and your magic, give me girl. No. That's the I'll words you, I thought it was. Hint. The um, The words that are missing... Is make up part of the title of that song. Do you know the name of the song? No. So there is a number and then there is a word and then the last word of the You're song gonna... title is magic. You're not going to help me. I have no idea. It's 24 Carat Magic is oh, the name of the song. Oh, uh, it is Okay. No, I thought it was always Kiss Me and Your Magic and You. No. Nah. <laughs> Wait, that's Kiss Me. Yeah. That's why, that's why you thought that. That's why I thought you'd gone through my audio and done a cheeky. I was like, hang on a second. Why is she... She's seen the words kiss no. me beeped. I'm going to have to start hiding the audio better because I've got it on here and just says kiss me beeped. And I'm oh, like, oh, okay. <laughs> no. mm. That's kiss me. Yeah. All right. Here's the last one. You ready? Right, here we go. What? Don't stop. Don't stop till you give it up. No. Get enough. Get enough. Yeah. 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 You said, didn't you say get it up? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, how close does it sound though? It's, it's like oh, no. I was like, is that going to be too easy? Is that going to be too? Easy? <laughs> I can't believe the the one song that I definitely know we play is the one you didn't get. No, twenty four. I'm I've never been the biggest Bruno Mars fan. Just um, just it was because, a Bruno Mars, is it? Yeah. There you go. Right. Yeah, and nothing against him, the little chap, but it's just one of those things. I thought, you know, Sixpence None the Richer, by the way, with Kiss Me. I'm, I'm hoping we get to play that at some stage this morning. It's a great song. I love Reminds me of game. the 90s. I know. Not Little Bits, which we'll play tomorrow. Lyrics are so hard. They I are. always get the lyrics wrong in songs. Yeah. Until I start looking them up, oh, I always sing them wrong. Hence why I now know it's 24 characters. <laughs> don't even know how I got that wrong. The Hit Breakfast Show. Get that fun feeling in the morning with Christian Budge, the Mid-North Coast's hit. We've got Olivia Newton, not Olivia Newton-John, geez whiz, Olivia Vivian uh, from Australian Ninja Warrior going to be joining us shortly. Uh, Budge is trying to liaise with the uh, the contact right now. I called her Olivia Newton-John, Budge. Yeah, and do you know what? 
She heard it. She heard you call her that. <laughs> So she heard sorry, you call Olivia, Olivia Newton-John, <laughs> and she's on the line with us this morning. Olivia Vivian, good morning to you. Sorry about my co-host. Good morning, guys. Actually, fun fact, I was named after Olivia Newton-John. I think Dad had a bit of a crush. I mean, really? as did everyone. But, yeah. uh Yes, yeah, so don't worry, I'll take it. I'll okay, take there you it. go. I'm glad because I just obviously clearly had uh, the Grease Star star on my mind. Um, when it comes to people of that <laughs> calibre, though, you, you're up there when it comes to Australian Ninja Warrior. Sheepers. Did you just oh, put, thank I, you. We, we love that. you on the show, <laughs> Olivia, but... Christy's just, that's the one of the biggest calls I've ever heard. Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> no, as in she's in the music world, and when it comes to Australian right. Ninja Warrior, Olivia right. Vivian is up okay. there. I look, oh, there you go. I love it. I thank look, you. First off... Hubby takes it out um, last week. That's got to be huge. I know. Oh, my God. Watching that was, oh, I lost it. I lost everything. I just, like, I just couldn't contain my emotions. I was so overwhelmed and overproud. And, and even the other two boys, like Zach and Charlie, how incredible. Like, doing that rope, I have been training it. So, I hands down, it's, it's, so, it's so hard, even yeah. on itself. So... Yeah, that was uh, a very magical episode, that was. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, uh, we, we were talking about this as well because, um, obviously, we asked Ben when we got him on the show, um, do, you reckon, do you reckon Olivia would have smashed it like Mount Midoriyama? Yeah. And he was full of confidence. He's like, yep, easily. So Aww, I think if you had a shot yeah. of it, do, you, do they give you just a cheeky shot of it just yeah. off camera? No, unfortunately. Oh, really? I was, they Mind you, that... like, when we were filming it, it was like 5.30 in the morning. Even if they turned around and said, Liv, do you want a cheeky go at the rope? <laughs> I would have... Yep, I would have said some unkind words. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, so last night, right, you were um, state of origin. Uh, it's very different mm. to the state of origin that we know with uh, oh, with yeah. footy, Queensland versus New South Wales. This was five states battling it out. So I think it's even greater again to, to see all of Australia uh, try and compete for the, the top billing. But um, WA, you, you were the top contenders having two of the biggest stars uh, competing and, and you ended up being on the last leg. How did that happen? Oh, I think, it, honestly, it came down to, you know, what's everyone comfortable with um, on that course. I, th- I think it, it came down to, like, I, I've done quite a few of those obstacles. Um, so I sort of let everyone select what they feel like they could just nail. Um, because when you step up there, it's surprisingly nerve-wracking. Like, before, you're just doing it for yourself. But now... You're doing it for your teammates. You're mm. doing it for your skate. Like, you get up there and you start shaking in your sneakers and you don't even know why. So we just had a good discussion and the boys were really comfortable at the at the start. And I love the barrel roll. Like, and I did sort of send it in the regular season and land off the mat. And I, I wanted a bit of redemption there. So, um, yeah, it just came down to a team discussion. And uh, I'm so glad I got to do that obstacle again because it's, so fun. That's the one where you're like a flying fox going through the air where you have oh this <laughs> like pendulum you swing just, across. Yeah. <laughs> you do and and I'm a small girl compared to the others and um, so when you send it from the top of the barrel, oh, man it just swings you. It swings you so high. It does look like it'd be fun once you get yeah. on there, let's be honest. But the, the <laughs> other thing is, is I, I just something that you said there was a question I was going to ask. Um, you actually get to choose, like in the relay, they don't just put you at whichever whichever one you just get picked at. You get to decide in your team which obstacles you're going to take. Is that right? 
Yeah, and so that strategy is huge. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but on the night, we didn't actually know that the furthest and fastest team from round one would be safe and into the finals. So we didn't actually have that information. We just based our strategy off, okay, how can we complete the course? You know, we wanted to just get through it, hit the buzzer, because we understand that pressure and time makes people go faster and Mm. do silly things and just slip up. So, um, yeah, it all paid off. I had to rush off to the oven because dinner was cooking, but I saw that because you know, it's true. Unfortunately, I've got duties to perform. But WA and you were you were um, in the WA colours, the golden colours. You smashed SA, and I'm an SA boy. Yeah, you by minute SA. twenty. Yeah, nearly. Yeah, it was minute twenty one. I think it was. So did did anyone else manage to beat your score? I didn't see after that because uh, I burnt me chicken. Yeah. So no, uh, we were third up, and uh, yeah, fortunately for us, we beat out. South Australia, and then um, Alani fell um, on the on the I think the basket toss, right. and then Victoria. Victoria are the team that were like, oh my god, like oh, those yeah. three Peninsula boys. Like, could you put together three just more amazing guys? But they were the team that we were quite concerned about in that mm. round, and they put Mel up. Um, and unfortunately, she misstepped on the first obstacle. Oh, yeah, I couldn't and believe so it. Couldn't believe that's it. That's when strategy sort of just comes into play, and so the boys didn't even get to run. Um, so I think that was uh, quite fortunate for WA, actually. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, I know you guys have like a uh, sign thing that you do with your, your fingers to make <laughs> sure you got the WA. Do you have also like a... Um, a celebratory dance or anything prior to get you pumped up? Like You know how, like, New Zealand do the haka? Have you got anything like that state versus state? It's You know, it was so weird and so new to us because we were filming as COVID uh, came into play and restrictions were put in. Uh, so you see us standing in a team all socially distanced and all that stuff. So as much as you sort of want to create this celebration and even just that natural excitement mm. after you complete... Of course, we couldn't high-five, we couldn't yeah. hug, we couldn't fist bump. So it was actually super awkward. And I think it was Sam that just came up with this hand signal and it just stuck. I don't know. I, I don't like He's it. such a goofball. Yeah, yeah. I think it's you quite gotta, nice. you got to do something. And something. Was there, was there any kind of um, pressure relieved from not having a crowd? Um, yeah, I, I think... Uh, I personally prefer a crowd. For me, they sort of infuse me with this energy. And if you have, like, doubts in your mind, you sometimes can't hear them because the crowd are there. So for me, I love a crowd. But we actually got to cheer on each other, which was new for us because normally in the regular season, we're put in a back warehouse. We're not allowed to watch one another. And that's sort of how they keep it fair, whether you're the first runner or the 30th runner. Um, yeah, there's true. no advantage of watching other ninjas, but this was totally different. It was strategic. Um, we got to watch each other, but we also got to cheer on each other. So that was really nice um, to be our own crowd, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing what happens next. Obviously, there's the, the grand final, so to speak, that is to yeah. come. Tonight, and, uh, 7.30. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Olivia Vivian.
uh, slash Newton John. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for having me. The Hit Breakfast Show with Christian Budge, the Mid-North Coast's hit. Yesterday, very quickly, um, was at the dog wash. I've never been to a dog wash before, but being the, the sort of the new dad to Dexter. A puppy parent. Yeah, Alicia and I went to the, the dog wash. They're and those ones that are they're not automated. You don't put a dog on a conveyor belt and they just automatically wash them and you actually got to use your hands to get in there and get the dirt and grit off the puppy. If you put them on a conveyor belt, they'd move. You've got <laughs> to hold these dogs. And, and we've just been to the beach um, and now Dexter is a husky cross cattle dog. And he has a whole lot of hair. And like he's a, a lot beautiful of sort of orange colour. So he's a really, really good dog. Very well behaved as is well. So we finished, we went into the the pet store and we had a look around, did some stuff. Then we went to uh, another shop while we were waiting for the dog wash because only one of them could be used because of social distancing, which is fine. There was a couple of people. And we came back and we uh, used it. And the guy leaving, now this is what I love, the guy leaving was doing the the spray afterwards, after the dog was out. And some people don't do that, you know. Oh, where they wash wash it down with the the disinfectant. With the disinfectant. Yeah, you meant to do that. I know. And and sometimes people get lazy, but this guy, it was just A-plus he was, and we were just loving it. And we we won't go in. Then he goes, there's actually, there's a couple of dollars left in there, so go for gold. And we're like, what a good bloke. What a good day this has turned out to be. I had that the weekend prior. I had five minutes left on there from the woman in front of me. Yeah, and we, we did, we ended up doing the same, although, the woman behind us didn't deserve her. Now, I'm going to go into a little bit of a rant here. Oh, here we go. She was, um, picture Maggie Beer. You know, the hairstyle yeah. with the short hair. She was like that. She was clearly quite wealthy. She was retired. You could tell all of this. Um, and she had her hat on, her big sort of sun hat, whatever else. Can I picture? She yeah. had a little Maltese dog, didn't she? Um, a little, it? little, little fluffy dog. No, a white not, dog. not quite. No, it was, a, it was like a black, um, sort of like a mini spoodle or something like that, but not quite too fluffy. It was. Uh, it's a little poodle. Yeah. Anyway, um, she was a cow. She really was. She was. But standing, what did you do to her? No, no, no. Now listen to this. I was very, very well behaved. I thought, no, I'll save it. I will reserve my anger uh-huh. for on air. So we're we're there. And Alicia and I are doing I've never done it before, but Alicia's sort of, you know, she's got the hose, she knows what's going on. This woman's behind us and she's waiting there. And we'd just started. Yeah. And then um she goes over back to the car where her husband's standing there reading the paper. Yeah. <laughs> reading the paper. And then she comes back over and then she laughs. She goes, <laughs> First time? And I'm like, Oh, okay, small talk. Are we doing small talk? I was like and Alicia, being the nice sort of happy person, she goes, oh, it is for him, but I've done this before. It's it's kind of a nice family experience. And she goes, ah, oh, I find that five minutes is enough. That's five minutes on a small poodle. No, I'm no, sorry, no, but your dog on, is huge. Hold on, You leave your rage. Let me get my No, rage that frustrates on. me because yeah. you can't go by based on one generic time. Yeah, so she goes, I find that five minutes is enough. And I just looked at her and I went, okay. And I looked at her. And then I turned around slowly. I was like, I won't say anything else. She's one of those rich old boomers that's telling me to hurry up yeah. because she's got stuff to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so I was so furious. I was sitting there and I just said to Alicia, I was like, this, this cow is telling us to hurry up because she wants to get it. I was like, she's like, don't get angry. I'm like, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed because that bloke was really nice to us and now we've got this cow behind us. You know what and you should have done? You should have just got the hose and just sort of like thrown it around no, 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 so you no, went no, no, up. No, I would never, I would never do it. It was, it was all inward because I was like, I was just waiting for her. She was standing there smiling and then she goes back to the car and then we, we're drying him off 
And then she goes, oh, he could probably air dry. And I just turned around. I just looked at her. And then she shut up. She shut up after that. She didn't say anything else. And I was just like, this is a woman. I can't do anything. If this was a guy, I would be saying everything under the sun to him. But it's a woman. So i gotta, I got to be really careful here. I'm like... We're here having a great day. This is a wrapping up a really nice day at the beach. This is wrapping up um, all the other stuff that we've done. And this rich woman, and she was rich. You should have seen her car. Holy crap. I've never seen a tire with that much tread. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was a car. It was. She was so rich. The car she was driving, I didn't even know the brand of. You would not see it in a showroom. That's how rich she was. Yeah. You could tell by the gold and the diamonds all over her. So I didn't yep. care she what she had to say. jewellery. Yeah. Anyway, um, we left there. We went and got an ice cream and it was all happy days. But, you know. Dexter wouldn't have you, known anything better. The, yeah. At the end of the day, we were trying to make him look good. As long as he looked like he was a rich man himself. Oh, we gave him a brush, which he hated, but he looked a million bucks after that. And he, here's my thing. And I want to end it on this. When you go to a dog wash, right, and you put the coins in, I don't care if you're waiting behind. Whoever has put the money in to do it with their dog, that's a special thing. That was a special thing for us to do with him. And if you have to wait 10 minutes, you have to wait 10 minutes. Well said. The Hit Breakfast Show. Get that fun feeling in the morning with Christian Budge. The Mid-North Coast's hit. Netflix, right? They're going to start doing a lot more in the way of um, movies at the cinema when everything, you know, goes back to normal. They want to put some stuff out. Obviously, Netflix being one of the biggest, if mm. not the biggest, streaming service. And Hans Zimmer, who some people may know for his work in Inception and um, Pirates of the Caribbean and those sorts of movies, has done a lot in the way of, uh, you know, He's a composer, very famous composer. Yeah. Right, so I just want you to have a listen. Here's the Netflix noise. Everyone knows this noise. This is the Netflix noise. Yeah. Right, that's the Netflix noise. This is what um, they're going to use at the cinema because they reckon that's not going to be enough. This is Hans Zimmer's version. What do you think oh, of that? I was waiting for the dun 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 exactly. at the end. Exactly. At least do I was that exactly the, end. the same as you are. So what I did was I thought, well, Hans Zimmer, he's got all these things available to him to make the biggest, most badass version of that um, and still have the same sort of feel to the Netflix sound. And I don't think he did it the way he should have done. The the way that you now I took inspiration from one of the greatest ever sort of opening sort of sounds. Twenty first uh, century? No, not at all. No, even bigger. We're talking THX. Do you remember THX? Oh yeah. This. I'm sorry about the speakers in your car, but they're going to cop it. When he used to put the tape deck in. How good is that? So I thought, well, it, it's sort of like that, but it's not as effective. So I made my own version of it, and love it or hate it, here's my version of the new Netflix cinema theme. All right, and it's a mix. I've taken what he's done, but I've fixed it. It's, it's much better, though. You do recognise it being Netflix. I didn't even put too much of an effect on the actual 
Netflix sound. I re- I just I just put a little bit of echo on there, some compression, some other stuff. I'm not even a producer, but I just thought you need that. Mm-hmm. You need that noise because it's synonymous with the N, the well, red N. Put it this way: I've been at home on my own before, the TV yeah. off, and then at random, the sound system will go, Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. and I'm like, "There's a ghost in our media room." Netflix yeah. just started. <laughs> it's so weird, isn't it? But there you go. That that's huge. So Netflix will be coming to the the cinemas at some stage with their their releases, which is a big thing. It's always good to have new production companies doing it because it means we're going to get more entertainment. We're very excited. Exactly. Um, in fact, um, we're watching at the moment. We're watching rewatching Dark Crystal. I raved about it when it came out because anyone that's watched the the eighties film as a kid, and if you watched it, you know how scary it was. It was one of those films that gave me nightmares. It's like Return to Oz, the second Wizard of Oz film, which is like a a sequel, but it's made by other people (laughs) and it's very dark. So the the Dark Crystal prequel, watching it again because Alicia hasn't watched it, and I I was sitting there just going, geez, this is not for kids. It's not for kids, but it's great. I've been watching uh, Designated Survivor, uh, the the episodes, yeah, and um, I, I hate politics. But I'm actually really enjoying watching uh, the presidency uh, unravel. Kiefer Sutherland, isn't yeah, it? that's why. But no, the weirdest thing is the episodes we were watching last night was all about the pandemic yeah. and the, uh, them infecting people with with the flu. And I'm like, whoa, someone's predicted COVID nineteen back then oh. when that was produced. <laughs> well, we've what if we had avian flu, swine flu, SARS, all that sort of stuff as well. So maybe it's just a reflection of that. What is it with you and hot rangers, by the way? What is it with you and the, the ranger gentleman? Because Keith Sutherland is a ranger. Just because he's a ranger doesn't mean that's yeah, why I'm watching I think it. You've got a taste for the red. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to have Steve Pierce on very shortly. We just got his mobile number because uh, the phones of incoming for some reason aren't working. We'll chat to him very shortly. It's sixteen after eight. The Hit Breakfast Show with Christian Budge. The Mid-North Coast's hit. Big day today for the uh, very Australian, a very iconic Australian cookbook. Yes, the Woman's Weekly Children's Birthday Cake book. I remember as a kid, because it was released back in 1980s, uh, mum used to make all the birthday cakes. I showed you a few of my photos, Bodgie. I had the number one, I had the number two, I had the number three, I had Minnie Mouse, so I had the, a rabbit. The, as in the numbers, the yeah, actual, the actual numbers. Not the, it's not like a Chinese <laughs> menu we go, have the number two, please. No, 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 no. Um, so anyone that's had these birthday cakes will know exactly what I'm talking about because they're very iconic. It's the book that has the train on the front and they're, they're shaped like how you would expect. So if you got the rabbit cake, it was mm. shaped like a rabbit. I had the Minnie Mouse head. Um, my brother had the figure eight, the racing racing car track as well. So many people seen that have one. had the birthday cakes. But do you know what my favourite cake of all of that book was as a kid? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. The pool cake. Have you seen the pool cake where it's just, okay, so you've got chocolate, um, like say Kit Kats or the wafer biscuits, right around the edging that creates the little fence. Yeah. around the blue jelly in the middle, and then you put all these little figurines in, so they've gone to the pool. So I used to always have my birthday parties at the swimming pool, and mum would make the pool cake from Women's Week. So, hang on. So a swimming pool inside a cake. Now, I've never seen this because I, I've never been lucky enough to have a birthday cake like this before. So explain to me how you make it. How, what, what, I have what? no idea. I was a kid at the time when I've got it and I've never attempted to do it. But You've never, you've never attempted no, to I've do it. No, I've never attempted to do it. I don't have kids. And when I do have kids, like a lot of people that have uh, had these cakes themselves and now passing it on through generations and making these same cakes 
for their own kids. I see. When I do have a kid, I will do the same cake. I'll make the birthday cake. But from my understanding, and I'm not looked at the recipe because I forgot to bring the darn book today. I'm so annoyed about it. Um, I, I think it's just jelly in the middle, and then it's encased by um, the chocolate wafers or the say Kit Kats around the edges to create the fence, which holds it in place. I've never had a cake from that book oh, before, Christy. Could you gosh. make me one of those cakes? I, I did something for your birthday last year, and you weren't too grateful of of that. So if I oh, made no, you I don't a want it for the cake, birthday. Oh. I just want a cake. I just want oh. a cake for cake's sake. Oh, right. Well, you know what I never got, and I'm so disappointed? The doll cake. Did you see the ones where it's like a little doll on the top and then uh, she's got her dress oh, made out of yes, marshmallows? Yes, 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 And the whole cake is the dress. Yes, the little princess I have seen cake. that one. Mum never. So, <laughs> she refused to make them for me. And I'm well, like, I just wanted the princess hard. cake. Some of them are too hard, though, Christy. But this is a very iconic book that a lot of people have kind of... Um, have uh, been, it's been a part of their lives for a long time, and we put it out there. We asked a lot of different people, um, you know, whether they made cakes or not from it. We got someone on the line. Hello, good morning. Morning. Hello. Hello. Who have we, we got, got there? there? This is Stormy. Stormy. Hello. Now, um, you had um, a, a memory from this iconic cake book. Could you please tell us about that? Uh, yeah. I'm growing up, my mum used to make cakes for me and my brothers every birthday. Out of that, um, out of that book, and uh, I think my favorite one was probably my first birth, or second birthday. She made the um, ladybug. <gasps> oh, that's a cool cake. It was very cool, and she put sparklers as the antenna on the head as for my birthday candles. <laughs> it was really cute. So how old were you for that? Um, two. So I had two. two. Yeah. yeah. Stormy, what I love about the the actual uh, recipe book itself, it's not about trying to make it perfect because you can be pretty rough with it. It's just having ensuring that you've got the right shape for the cake and then you're using your, your creation and your imagination to try and, like you said, use sparklers as the antennas for the ladybug. Yeah. You kind of just get, do it with what you've got. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've recently made one for my daughter's birthday. She's, oh, nice. She was actually just turned 17 but she's really into cars and bikes so i made the car cake for her birthday and and she helped me with it and it was exactly like you said um we just improvised with whatever lollies we had for the wheels and stuff and yeah it came out great yeah it's funny because there's a few people like that they've um mentioned this on our facebook page vicky said that um her daughter had chose the piggy cake um, about 10 to 15 times as a kid and they even asked for it when she got into her late 20s. So I think we've all been exposed to it, that that's the kind of cake that we grew up with and we yeah, still that's... want it today. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the good thing is here is it's it's a 40-year-old book. It's still going strong, but it sounds like, Stormy, um, you've had it as a kid and now you're you're not only doing it for your daughter, but you're sharing kind of an experience in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, my kids love cooking in the kitchen with me, so... Yeah, they like to get hands-on and they like picking the cakes out of the book and everything, yeah. Yeah, and that's the coolest thing. That's why I wanted to bring it in today, Bodge, so you could have picked a cake that you would have loved to have made because there's there's like 106 recipes in this book, but the new edition, the 40th uh, anniversary edition that they're releasing today, it's limited edition, that is. I think they've got 50 new recipes in that book as well. Wow, that's that's just too many. (laughs) Too many. (laughs) Are you going to go out, Stormy, and buy one? Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? 
Hey, look, uh, thank you for jumping on and telling us uh, some of those old memories of that book. It is a, a very iconic book. Even someone like me, Christy, who's never, ever had a cake from there before, I know the covers. I've seen the covers of the, the iconic Women's Weekly uh, Children's Birthday Cake book. Um, and I think I think I'm going to try. I'm going to try one of the cakes. Oh, Give good. myself a present. Why Make not? the train cake. That's what it's most iconic. No, it's the one that's on no. the front cover. No, stop. Everyone has to do the train. Stormy, I can't. No, it's too. No, that's hard. No, I want an easy one. The swimming pool looks hard as well, actually, but it looks like it could just be jelly in the middle. Yeah, well, that, I think simple. that's all the simple uh, it is. So I mm. think, Bodge, you need to go out today and go and buy that book, and then you can start making the cakes. Why the hell yeah. not? All right, thank you, Stormy. You have a great day. Thank you for jumping okay. on with us. And um, if you've got any other memories as well of uh, that fantastic book, please do get in touch, 13, 12, 16. And, and put your pictures up on our Facebook page as well. Oh, there's been some great pictures, ones. Yeah. Everyone's getting around that eight cake. The racing track. Yeah, the racing yeah. track one. I love that one. If anything, that's the one I want to do. No, the pool cake one's the best. Don't rag on my pool cake. I'm not ragging on the pool cake. We'll, we'll pick, we'll decide. We'll decide before the end of the show. All we'll right. make one. The Hit Breakfast Show with Christian Bodge. The Mid-North Coast's Hit. Got Stephen Pearce on the line. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good um, morning. Now, this is, this is a big thing for Port Macquarie because even though we are a, a nice coastal town here on the Mid-North Coast, um, we don't see a lot of great whites in action. No, 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 definitely. And um, it's not a, uh, a location that's renowned for... Um, High, you know, great white activity, but you know what occurred on the weekend was was both you know terrifying. Um, it was also amazing the bravery that we saw. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, as you just said, like you know, the outcome could have been a lot worse. And, and hopefully, um, Chantel, uh, the young lady that was involved, recovers um, really well after this. Yeah, and we know that it could have obviously went a different way if her hubby didn't step in and and give um, that great white some uh, punches as well. But um, <laughs> ex- I've, I've read before that experts say if you've ever been in an attack that you grab the gills or you just punch its nose. Is that is? Do you know from your experience if that's the the thing to do? Well, look, I've, I've looked at the uh, the life saving manual <laughs> to tell the truth. We just don't have that there about what to do when you're attacked by a shark. But I have to say, um, listening to what happened on Saturday, and, and obviously we'll um, well involved over the next couple of days with it. Um, you know, Australians are just renowned, I guess, for fighting off sharks, and started off with Mick Fanning, mm. and now with um, Chantel's husband. And um, from all accounts, you know, like he really gave it a couple of good hits and um, and set the shark off and allowed Chantel to get back to shore. And that's why uh, it is advised that you do swim at a patrolled beach so that you do have those, uh, I guess, first responders there to, to notify you that if there is a shark in the waters, yep. uh, everyone will be able to get out uh, if they can. So, and I Yeah, do- look, yeah, yes. bang on. Because, you know, we, we often talk about you know, swimming at patrolled locations because of, you know, the, the dangers of rips. But just in, in a medical emergency, you, you, know, you have trained first responders there with our lifesavers and our lifeguards. Um, you know, that is the safest place to swim or, or, or recreate or surf on the coast. Yeah, and um, I have heard the drones will be out again today, Christy, and closures remain in place at the request of uh, New South Wales Department of Primary Industries for Nobby's Beach right through to Lighthouse Beach in Port Macquarie. As I said, look, those beaches, you know, will remain closed until, you know, we're satisfied that uh, there's no other sharks in the vicinity and, and working with council and the, and the lifeguards and lifesavers and with the Department of Primary Industries primary industries, you know, we'll then see, you know, make sure it's very safe to open again. Now, yeah. look, before we let you go, um, there, there's, I think there's a lot of people that have wondered the same thing as I have when it comes to becoming a lifesaver. There's a lot of great surf clubs along the mid-north coast. If people wanted to get involved in that, how easy is that to do? Oh, look, so easy to be involved, you know, like now's the time either to go onto the website or go down to your local um, life-saving club, 
you know, we're always looking for members and, you know, what, what a great pastime to be a lifesaver standing mm. on our iconic beaches. And, yeah. you know, the beaches up there in the mid-north coast are so beautiful. Um, I would welcome anyone and say it's probably one of the best organisations to be part of. Amazing. Thank you so much, Stephen. And hopefully next time we talk with you, it's um, of about surf life saving and no more shark attacks in our area. Yeah, hopefully. That that would be lovely. And now next week, of course, uh, Christy, just on a happier note, um, we'll be helping people start to celebrate their belated birthdays. A lot of people had to um, uh, give those up because of the restrictions, well, but we, oh, no more. Yeah, well, we know 2020 didn't quite turn out the way that we'd planned. So whenever your birthday was, if you missed out, um, tell us next week uh, right. what birthday plans you had to cancel and we'll help you celebrate with Hits Belated Birthday Bash, giving you the chance to celebrate in style with food and a birthday bevy for you and nine mates at the Garden Bar and Kitchen in Freddo. That's right, the perfect place to celebrate. I was there actually very recently for the first time and it was amazing and they're like you should be here at sunset and i'm like the river's right there it's perfect so uh, we'll talk about that more in days to come but very very cool things to look forward to biggest sad sob story is the one that's going to get it i reckon christy so <laughs> the hit breakfast show hear more in the catch-up with christy and budge hit.com.au this is hit